All right, Smoking Okies, here we are with your weekend weed. We just want to hit you with the information, the news in the cannabis world here in Oklahoma that we, and the country <laughs> that we thought might be pertinent to you. Excuse me. So um, first story I had here, this is more on a national level than anything uh, uh, than, than just Oklahoma, but it says here, Biden's White House is firing staffers for marijuana use, and that's a mistake. Uh, to clarify a little more on this, this is for past marijuana use in the uh, in in Washington D.C., which has been uh, recreationally legal for what is that? Almost six years now. Yeah, quite some time. <laughs> yeah, almost six years now. It says uh, uh, that dozens of young. The Daily Beast reported on Thursday night that dozens of young White House staffers have been suspended, asked to resign, or placed in a remote work program due to past marijuana use. Um, that even, uh, and then the, this, that was what they report on Thursday. It came back. It says, uh, the white house press secretary, Jen Saki semi confirmed the report on Friday saying on Twitter, the bottom line is this of the hundreds of people hired only five people who had started working at the white house are no longer employed as a result of this policy. Bullshit. That, that is, it says right here, note that the phrasing covers only those that have been let go in full, not any who had been suspended or whose cases are still being educated. The fact that even one of them was let go, I believe, is 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 injustice, really. Yeah, it's, it's horseshit, especially with all the promises that were made regarding uh, decriminalization and rolling back penalties for people currently serving time for cannabis offenses. Uh-huh. And you know, on one hand, it's easy to say, well, the wheels of progress, blah, 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 grind slow, but this is man, backwards. Yeah, this is backwards. And <laughs> this is the wheels turning backwards. And right. first, I mean, uh, we can all say that this presidency, there's a lot of eyes on it because, man, it was hard fought for one. And uh, like this, this, this past election cycle was just, I mean, crazy, right? right. And uh, so I'm glad it's over. Yeah. So, I mean, especially the first hundred days on the president, I mean, you would think they'd be looking to, I don't know, keep in line with their promises and not roll back on them. So for, for your uh, work in the marrow and, uh, and cannabis legalization, come on, come on, Mr. President. Let's just get it done. We were so close at the end of last year. Let's just fucking do it. Yeah, please just deschedule the stuff, man. Mm Yeah, man, I'm with you 100%. Uh, and I'm hoping, you know, the good news is, and I, this isn't even really good news. It is good to know that at least we probably don't have to worry about the DEA kicking in dispensary doors, just like we did with the last administration. And then that will continue. But now we need to continue kind of like you said, making progress in regards to letting people who have smoked weed, even used it heavily, work a job. Like I work better when I'm high. Uh, <laughs> And so on. And I'm sure that it'll probably be changed in our lifetimes and that's cool, but let's get the ball rolling. Like that was part of the platform, man. Not part of the platform, a small part of the platform. Yeah. Well, I mean, the big part of the platform was just appealing to, to be a bit progressive, right? Like he was a progressive centrist. Right. It's, I don't know. I don't want to get into politics. I just want to right. say, let's move this forward with cannabis there. It should not be illegal. It should not come with jail time, you know? If anything, we should be on par with alcohol here. You know, Blake, um, 
I was researching while you were talking there, and I've learned something interesting about the other topic, if you'd like to dive into that. Something encouraging. Uh, yeah, go for it. Okay. Um, it's a partisan bill. Uh, okay, let's 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 get from the beginning. House Bill 2272, the one that puts a cap on dispensaries and licenses and does some stuff. The one that Blake and I have been pretty steadfastly against talking about. Um, it apparently recently suffered a small setback in the either the House or the Senate. I can't tell which. It was referred to a committee, the uh, Business, Commerce, and Tourism Committee, and then to the Appropriations Committee. It was a second reading. And if I'm reading this right, that means that they don't think it's quite ready yet. And I'm, I'm going to look up and see probably for the next episode. So next week's content to see if maybe we can get a hold of these people and, you know, talk to them like we've been encouraging people to get a hold of their House representatives. Uh, yeah, we can we can definitely give it a shot. You know, to that to that point, we did hear or see some some protests going on related to this bill, and then another bill that would make giving weed to non cardholders a felony, which is also kind of bullshit. Um, yeah, well, I mean, that was a small part of it. Uh, the, the the biggest part, I mean, these things mostly affected businesses, but right. yeah, the, it was that small language change that would make uh, and, and, yeah cardholders giving uh, uh, medicine to unauthorized users of felony with a two-year sentence. Oh, that is definitely a backward step. Yeah, there are a lot of them yeah. coming. And I think I have why there was a protest on uh, Sunday. Is that That's what you were getting to, right? Yeah, there was a yeah. protest. Um, I unfortunately wasn't able to come. I had some prior engagements and I was kind of ill from my COVID shot dragging ass, if you will, which is good. That means it's working. And um, I, so I wasn't able to make it. Blake came out by the end of it and it, things were starting to break up a little bit. It seems that turnout was sparse, which, you know, small movement. What are you going to do? Um, but I had something kind of related this related to this that opened my eyes to the way people think. Um, we hosted some family from out of state here the last couple of days, and they're, they're familiar with us and our amount of cannabis intake, but they're not really familiar with the system here. And I was trying to explain actually this bill to them and why we didn't like it in the context of this protest. And we, we were planning on attending at the time. And um, I will leave it to say there are some well-meaning people who are pro-cannabis who still don't quite understand the industry at that level and who might take language like the, oh, this will stop black market selling language used to push this bill and kind of buy it. And it's upsetting. Uh, it's upsetting because Again, stopping the black market is not important in a state where possession is decriminalized to the point where you can have an ounce on you and get a hundred dollar ticket. Well, if well, if it were decriminalized, there would be no black market. It, it, well, I mean, like were, that's that's what that, I mean. That's what we've said. At least I've said before. There's another house bill that would open rec use with a rec tax. Right. That just that eliminates Oklahoma's black market. And if the rest of the country followed suit, that would eliminate the black market in the United States for cannabis because it should not be. It should not thing. be a black art market item. That's the whole fucking thing we're trying to push here. Right, right, right. <laughs> There's no real. I'm against the shit bags that sell unregulated. I, I say shit bags. I'm against people who sell unregulated shit that gets people hurt or whatever. Especially in a market where it's pretty easy to to make some real money if you you know you, you can weasel your way in. Uh -huh. um, but that said, that's more of just a business sense thing and not. I, I bought weed black market for fucking 35 years. Like I get it. And it's, okay, it's well, silly that it has to be like that. I mean, is there black market tobacco? Is there a big black market tobacco problem right now? Because um, uh, there is black market tobacco. Whether you think it's a problem or not, is you think they should get their tax stamps on it? Cause people import the shit from like Europe, uh, you know, black I market. Mean, 
that's the kind of black market weed should be is what I'm saying. Like cannabis should be. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's horseshit. Um, and I hope that this bill going to this committee means that they're going to chop it up because if it's going to the tourism committee, maybe they're realizing that, no, we don't need to limit the number of shits we have. Pure conjecture, but hopefully. Oh, we'll update on that if there's any <laughs> any movement there. But that right. was that's what's happened this past week in right. weed. That's the week in weed. Thanks for listening. And we'll move you on to the regular segments of the podcast now. What's up, Smoking Okies? I'm Brandon Blake. I'm Evan Wade. And today we're here to talk uh, to a topic that's is pretty personal to us. And as we found over the past few weeks of uh, interacting with the community, which again, thank you. Thank you to our listeners and those uh, that join our Discord, yes. uh, which you can find by going to smokingokiespod.com. Scrolling down to the bottom, we've got links to a few of our different channels, but definitely Discord, you can interact with us there. That's fun. <laughs> but uh, as we found uh, talking with a few people there and talking amongst ourselves, Man, this it means a lot to us and you guys and girls out there uh, using cannabis to help kick other habits, other addictions, substance abuse problems, whatever you want to call them. And now, to be clear, at the very top, we're not doctors at all. Neither of us have had any sort of real medical training outside of a CPR class or whatever. And if you are talking to your doctor currently, you're planning on talking to a doctor about beating any kind of substance abuse issue, and that could be alcohol, that could be cannabis, opioids, whatever, talk to them. For real, we really have no idea what we're talking about here, and we're just basing it on our personal experience only. Yeah, like a dead horse that I will never stop beating is the <laughs> fact that uh, <laughs> I, am, I have no authority to tell you what to do. Or, or, or how to beat some. I'm not a medical professional. I'm not a lawyer. I've said it many times. I'm just, I'm kind of a dumb guy, you know? <laughs> I, so this is my, yeah, my story, Evan's story. Um, see, we're not professionals. We're just sharing this with you because maybe it can inspire you to, I don't know, live a better life somehow, somehow improve your, your own situation. If you all just heard that really pretty loud fart-like noise, that was my chair, not a fart. I would call a fart out. <laughs> and you could probably smell it through the fucking microphone. <laughs> not one that loud. <laughs> Jeez. Your, your diet consists half of gelatin. I can't imagine. <laughs> I can't imagine. Ooh, which brings me, brings me to uh, what are we on? What are we smoking today? I guess I'll, I'm going to I'm going to lead that one this right. week because I am feeling it pretty good. And uh, I can't and I can't smoke in this workstation I have right now. So while while it's feeling good, let's go uh, go with it. You can tell, I'm sure that I'm pretty, pretty medicated. I'm nice. But visited one of my favorite dispensaries, Ancient Remedies in Edmond, Oklahoma, and picked up. Uh, an old classic, some blue dream, I believe is grown and uh, cured by cured cannabis. And yep. man, it has got me. I mean, you can hear it in my voice, probably. <laughs> it's not nice and loose and that's good. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I had one of our uh, good uh, smoking Okies, good ass gummies, purple boys had one of those. So that might be kicking in, too. 
So I might be in the same situation as our last recording, to be honest. Uh, the purple boy trapped you again, man. <laughs> it likes to do that. You think I'll just uh, I'll smoke a bowl on it and then kaboom, you're down. Oh, but yeah, ancient remedies. Uh, I, I don't think our, our dispensary um, review or, or experience made right. it into one of the on the air episodes. And for that, I'm truly sorry, because this place is great. This is great. Uh, uh, you go in. Yeah, they've. Like every other place, there's a little waiting area because, you know, they have to separate everything, but uh, they've got a window. You meet with one of the bud tenders. Uh, they'll, they'll get you checked in, and that's when you go in. And from there, I'll, I'll let Evan get into what he's smoking because uh, I'll let him take it away with the actual dispensary review. All right, that's cool. Uh, in my opinion, Ancient Remedies is the best dispensary in Oklahoma that I've been to. Uh, there are places that might have a little better flour, but nobody's beat them in terms of customer service. And their flour, like, is way better than mid's quality for 25 and eighth and up. It's awesome. Like, that wasn't a dig at all. I'm saying if you want to go buy, like, a $50 eighth of indoor or whatever, you can. But for your daily smoke, for my opinion, there's nowhere better than Ancient Remedies. Um, as an example, we went up there. We were at the seed event, which we'll discuss in a minute with, uh, with, with my family and with Blake. And when we went to the dispensary, sometimes I'll take my kids in. I'm pretty open with it. But I asked first. They're super cool about it. Super welcoming to my wife and kids. My cat is climbing my wall. Cat, get down. <laughs> uh, very, 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 very good experience there. Um, we, we actually dubbed them the best in Oklahoma in one of our episodes that got tossed because it wasn't super high quality. So now we're trying to get the word out. These these girls that own it, Amy, and I'm so sorry, I forgot your twin's name, are great. And are the, so are their staff. Oh, yeah. they, they uh, And they vet everything they have uh, through both of them. It's a, like we said, it was a pair of twins. Yeah, so everything's double vetted, uh, and they can go at length. Uh, well, go get into what you're smoking. Yeah, uh, yeah. I guess yeah. I should talk about what I'm smoking. <laughs> yeah, believe it or not, it's also from Ancient Remedies. I've got. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like we shop at the same dispensary a lot. Um, I've got a grip of a Durban Poison from Cured Cannabis, which is always good. I've been smoking that since like that was like the second thing I bought with my card or the third. Um, and they've also got there a dispensary exclusive uh, cured cannabis only produces it for them. OG Kush. That is fire. It's awesome. And on top of that, I'm I didn't get any of that this time. I've got, I've got some left. I'll share with you. And then we've also got that noble nectar that we both bought that is not produced by them or their growers, but is one of the most prestigious, like concentrate brands around real up and comer. We loved it. And then, and I'm not going to hog it too much longer. There was also the issue of the red velvet cake. Oh um, no, no hog it, man. I've been waiting to hear this. All right. All right. This is pretty good. So like Blake said, everything that they sell there is like personally tested and recommended, which is super cool. It makes you feel good about anything you buy. They have in a freezer in there, these cakes that to be frank, just looking at it, I probably wouldn't buy at another dispensary. It looks like just something that somebody made. It looked very good. Don't get me wrong, but I usually don't buy the big edible cake things. Um, I'm a fairly high tolerance edible user. I'll eat 400 milligrams a day sometime. This cake was 100 milligrams. I split it with my wife. I ate about three quarters of it. She ate about a quarter of it. And we were both stoned, fucking stoned for eight hours on this thing, on 100 milligrams. However, they made this thing. It was one of the best edibles I've ever had. And the best baked one by far. Do you have a... Do you have that company name? Do you still happen to have that label? Oh, I can look it up on their website. Give me two seconds because they. Yeah, do go ahead and look it up because I've got a I've got a story too. This isn't from this time. A uh, uh, couple months ago, I went back. I got a, an edible. It was a cheesecake, and it was from the same company. Uh, at Ancient Remedies was selling it, and oh boy, yeah, I I've got a high tolerance too with edibles, and and edibles are hit or miss for me uh, too. So. 
it's either nothing or I've got to eat a bunch and then I'm really good and medicated. But this one, I ate half of it and uh, I was actually just getting full. So I stopped eating it and whoa, it kicked in. And man, I, I, I went and read the label because I, I didn't before, you know, cause, uh, uh, it was kicking in so hard. I went to read the label to see how strong it was. And it was like a hundred, 150 milligrams. So I, it just blew my mind, but it also says only eat like a third or something <laughs> at a time. <laughs> and you always brush that shit off. Like, Oh yeah. Whatever. They're just trying to sell to me. Like if you lose too much weight, oh. stop taking this product. No, they meant it. Oh yeah, man. It blew my mind. I think I ended up in a food coma that night. <laughs> The THC food coma. Yeah, like I fought that one for a while and watched probably The Mandalorian or something <laughs> back then. And oh man, yeah. The, and then the couch was too comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I did get the name. It's Just Us Eats. And if you just us, I'm sorry, EATS. And if you get a chance, totally worth it, man. It was not only a long lasting edible buzz, it was a super chill buzz. I felt so good all day. Like I'll be getting one for sure the next time I'm in the Edmond area. Which sister did you mention of the twins? Amy is the one whose name I know. I, I've forgotten the other twin's name, even though I've interacted with her on Reddit, and I feel bad about that. Damn it. Damn it. Because Amy was the one I was remembering, but I think it's because we... Anyway, Ancient Remedies is owned by a couple of twins, and they, they know how to run a business, they know how to vet their products, and they know how to price their products. And they're very, very friendly and welcoming. Yes. Another cool thing about this Just Us Eats, uh, they uh, they let us know when we were there, was that this is actually three generations. This is a three generations of a, the family running this business, a grandmother, a mother, and a daughter. So support those mom and pops and uh, daughters. <laughs> and if you happen to hear this Just Us Eats, please tell me how you produce your stuff that hit so hard on so many, so few milligrams because, yeah. Oh. Yeah, you guys, you, you've got some secret pudding there. You got it. <laughs> I've heard about a gummy brand that's pretty good. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that. I've been looking for a good gummy, but uh, yeah, but yeah, those were great. Now, there's not really much more that can be said. They taste amazing, and they will blast you into space. Try just that, uh, noble nectar in your pen or your, your 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 portable rig. Oh, I haven't hit it yet because I'm still pretty medicated. But yes, I have a Yocan uh, Evolve Plus here, just a, a portable dab pen, quad coil, no big deal. But uh, <laughs> I've got some of that noble nectar uh, diamonds in there, funky fritter. But I haven't hit it yet because I had just ripped that badass steamroller before coming in here. No, coughing coming. I'm going to turn away from the mic just a <laughs> Okay. Maybe I'll go ahead and heat these coils while you take us into, uh, while you're coughing. I'm good. I'm back. Okay. Uh, the Seed Expo. Yes. We went to, we went to our first event here. Uh, uh, what was it? Just a couple of days ago. It was on so it was like Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, a couple of days ago. We went to uh, a seed swap hosted by hosted by CannabisTrend.com, and more importantly, in my opinion, Canna Churchos at KC were just some super cool people I met there. Uh, would you like me to continue? Yeah, I've hit the dab. Oh, my <laughs> bad. All right, man. 
So yeah, just like I said, the Canada Church OKC people put on a really cool event. It was the first year. Um, it was on like MacArthur Boulevard in OKC. Um, super, super chill time. Uh, they had basically a business office and then it's back parking lot converted into like a little cannabis event. They called it the seed swap and there were opportunities to get seeds there, but it was more just a hangout, meet people, kind of market your shit group. Um, Apothecary had a really cool tent in there where you could go hit some of their, their dabs. I hit their Agent Orange and it absolutely floored me. Um, just things like that, the kind of things you want to see in a legal cannabis market uh, or a medical cannabis market, rather. Uh, it was cool in that everybody there was super chill. One very cool thing, whenever I went into the church <laughs> office to get a bottle of water and introduce myself, that's where they had heard of us already. So that that I'm still like riding that fucking ego wave. Oh, yeah, man, that was so cool. You came out and told me about that because uh, it was <clears throat> I think the event was pretty cool. I think you could tell it was a first year event. Yeah, for sure. That would be my only my only downside was just there wasn't a whole lot of space, man. It was kind of cramped. Like if you did want to stop and look at tables and stuff, because the space looked cool because it had one of those like plants or, or those atriums or whatever. You got plants everywhere and running down the middle, but it looks nice, but it takes up a lot of useful space. So like, for instance, I didn't even check the seeds out because while you guys were checking that seed table out, you had to like turn sideways and shimmy past, you know, right. there, was, cool. yeah, there was no, no way to really browse comfortably. To be clear, that wasn't a criticism, like do what you want to do. But for me personally, I was worried about, you know, catching COVID in there in that room. Cause it was packed. Yeah. I, I could see that. Um, but even without COVID, it was close quarters. Yeah, I know. Like I was telling you, man, it would have given me an anxiety attack any day because it just, uh -huh. and it's fine. I'm not bitching. I just, I got problems with a lot of people. Now, outside, super cool. Super oh, cool. Yeah. Roam around. You could smoke, you know, out, out of people's way. Uh, it was just a little indoor part. What I would have liked to have seen just as a piece of constructive criticism is about a third or, you know, maybe a quarter again, the number of vendors in a space the high, size of a high school gym with an outdoor area. That would have been perfect. Yeah, or even they just take that atrium out. That building would have been fine. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the outdoor was pretty cool. Like you said, uh, they had a DJ there. They're playing music. They had, they were doing raffles, giving away T-shirts. Uh, it was the lady uh, dressed like weed. Yeah, the lady was dressed like weed. That kind of reminded me of that uh, like little elf guy from the Zelda games, but it was right. like the knockoff elf guy. Yeah, she was like fucking uh, Wingle. Yeah, whatever his name is, <laughs> but uh, but like pot themed. <laughs> she was very nice. She uh, helped find things. It, oh it yeah, cool she was guy. nice, very nice. Uh, it was cool. It was it was cool overall. Yeah, a place for everyone to get together and hang out. And I think with more, you know, next year's I think it's going to be a little more organized and a little bigger. I think it's something that could definitely grow. Oh yeah, for sure. It definitely had the right vibe. Like it nailed that. It was fun. It was totally fun. And I saw people having a blast there. One thing that I've noticed living in this state, it's easy to get jaded. Um, uh -huh. I was standing there freaking out about it being too crowded or whatever before we left even because I worked myself into a bad headspace. And, you know, I had to stop and think, dude, you're going to a place where you can fucking openly do a dab in a parking lot. A company provides it to you. And then fucking go buy some seeds and shit just in a business office. And it's so cool. Uh -huh. and it, Keeping that in mind makes all these because a lot of these little first time events have little hiccups and shit. It's still awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was telling you a couple of years ago, I went to a first time. It was the first year's 420 event. Right. And there were some events that were just uh, 
not very well thought out. I mean, they only had four months to get this together, you know? <laughs> so, and, and there for a while, we weren't even sure if it was going to pass and then it passes. And then so everything was kind of thrown together the first year, especially. Right. They had tents getting blown away by the wind within 10 minutes and stuff like that. And then there were some cool ones. And I think this was, it's, 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 it has the same growing pains, I believe. Oh yeah. And it, it, in that respect, like I've heard straight horror stories about some of the other ones. This was like oh. a minor snag to a very cool thing. Oh no, this was definitely, these were, and I don't, I, I don't mean that to say this was the same as the first year that was disorganized. Right. I mean, this was just a first year event and you could tell right. uh, they did very well for a first year event. I, I will say that. <laughs> Definite seal of approval. Mm -hmm. And I look forward to next year's event or any other events that they, uh, the church puts on. What was it? What was their uh, full name? It was the Canna Church OKC. And I'm looking up a little on them now because I do know it's a neat model. Like I'm not in, I'm personally not into like cannabis spiritualism at all. I, I love and appreciate cannabis, but I just like it for what it is. And that's cool. These guys, they accept all faiths and they, they're basically a not-profit that, that, that takes all religions and does things like home visits for recommendations to kind of keep themselves going. Very cool organization. Every person I met that is connected to it has been exceedingly cool. So I'm really looking forward to what they have to do in the future. Yeah, and I got to say, don't let the name church really throw you off from what these people do, because uh, I'll tell you that event didn't feel like a church. Oh, no, no, no. In the in the traditional sense of what church is, you know, and I and there was nobody preaching anything at me. It was just like a communal event. It was pretty cool. I mean, you can see where the name church has a certain connotation that might help them. When really they're just a not profit of a bunch of cool people that are doing shit that help people out and you know spreading the word about cannabis. So whatever, call yourself. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just, I'm just talking in the the God sense and all right, that. Right, right. You know, the gods or God, you know, whatever you worship. Because I'm not, I'm not a, a super spiritual person either. You know, I am more than I was, but still not to that point. Maybe yeah. later. <laughs> okay, we wanted to give you a little update from the weekend weed uh, from. I guess last week you heard us say that uh, the, the, what was it? The, uh, it was HB. I should have this in front of me. The house bill that we talked about in the week and weed in the last episode. I'm getting it now. Now my computer here don't mind the typing noises. It was the bill that would limit the number of dispensaries and so forth that we, we just spoke about. You might be hearing this if you're listening to the episodes in a row, just an hour ago. Yeah. Um, I've got the news article here. One second. I'll give credit. Okay, this is uh, KGOU.org by Caitlin Howard. Um, this is House Bill 2272. It would put a temporary limit on the number of medical marijuana business licenses for dispensaries and growers like we talked about before. Um, this is significant now because just yesterday, since we recorded that week in weed, that this bill has now passed the Senate and gone to the House. If the House passes it, it's basically signed into law, but it's not too late. Uh, Blake, would you like to walk into what we can do to help make that not happen? Well. First, I want to understand what you said. So you said it's going to, it passed the Senate. It passed the, the House and went to the Senate. Okay, yeah. I believe we mentioned that, actually, because that's what engrossed means, right? No, I'm an, I'm an idiot, Blake. I got it backwards. It passed the Senate and is now in the House. <laughs> okay, so they did a couple revisions, sent it back. If it signs there, then it goes to the governor? Something along those lines. It's, it's another step closer is what it comes down to. Yeah, all we know is we are one step closer than we were when we recorded yesterday. 
yesterday, guys. We recorded the weekend weed yesterday. That's live right now. So that you means know, we do need to we we do need to like call the action where we do need to do something. And I'm trying to find <laughs> Discord. <laughs> sorry, I, I know exactly what you can do. I just I hate hogging the mic so no, much. Go for it. I'm I'm still coughing from a dab because when you talk, I dab and. <coughs> go in that it. case here's all you need to do you need to go to and I, I think i muted discord but if you hear discord sound don't mind it um you need to get a hold of your rep your state representative your local state representative to do that you just search who's my rep oklahoma in google you'll come to a link from the oklahoma state legislature that says find my legislature you put your address in i'm going to put mine in now live so i can kind of walk everybody through it um I'm clicking it and it's going to pop up a bunch of people. You got to look for a specific one. It's going to list U.S. Senate at the top. No. U.S. House. No. State Senate. No. Then at the very bottom, you're going to see State House. That is the person who you need to call or write. Calling tends to be more effective, especially in a short situation like this, because I was explaining this to Blake earlier. There have been other laws in the past that essentially died at the altar because potheads got mad and called their reps or the senators or whatever and said, no, this is bullshit. Don't do it. We have a chance of doing this again. That was a THC cap law mm-hmm. that we were talking about. And Oklahoma, you know, we only got high point beer a few years ago. So you know how mm-hmm. Oklahoma can be with these capping laws. Yeah. Hey, what what I, I, I'm not throwing out any accusations <laughs> or anything, but I think for the next <laughs> episode, I would like to look at the representative who authored this bill, uh, Josh West. He's a Republican from Grove. And see if there are any market or any uh, lobbying disclosures with like the alcohol or pharmaceutical industries, because what I'm reading in this news article, and again, I'm sorry for hogging, is a bad faith fucking argument. This gentleman is saying, uh, oh, well, we need to limit the number of dispensaries to stop the black market. Fuck that. You that stop the black. Yeah. Sorry, Blake, go ahead. No, sorry. Go, go. You're fine, man. I'm I, I just going to say that just seems backwards. <laughs> You've already decriminalized the shit. You've already made it to where I get caught with an ounce of weed in a park and you give me a hundred dollar ticket. Why do you need to combat the black market? If you want to combat the quote black market, get fucking organized crime out of the shit. Do something like that. Limiting the number of dispensaries that cannabis patients can fucking visit. I guarantee you there's some shady shit on the background because that's fucking stupid. Pardon my language. Yeah, yeah, I believe the uh, the black market, uh, as it were, I mean, there was a whole thing where we had so many growers or whatever, so they, they were saying we couldn't sell, dispensaries couldn't sell that much product, and therefore we created the biggest black market in the uh, nation, right? Right. But... I don't know. I guess I don't know the numbers on that too much to, to speak, but Oklahoma, as it were, I guess if the entire nation finally fucking took followed suit with what most of the states are doing now, uh, that would that would eliminate that problem because Oklahoma didn't have a black market problem. Oklahoma no. had a thriving fucking new economy is what it had. And really, there's an argument to be made that with the cannabis black market. Why do you have to create sweeping fucking transition laws to combat something that's not a problem? Who are the people in Oklahoma who are not buying cards? I'll tell you who. People who maybe feel intimidated by the process. People who don't trust the medical system and don't want to talk to a doctor for whatever reason. And people, I I personally don't agree with that, but that's just somebody who might. And and so on. People who can't afford the $200 in rent. And they're going to be for the same shit. 
You're right. Of course, you have the small percentage of the ones that are holding on to that criminal lifestyle because they think it's cool. <laughs> Fucking idiots. You have those people. <laughs> yeah, man. That's that's a rough side of it. That makes me it's funny, but it's that's a- that's the side of it that makes it hard for the rest of us. <laughs> right. Uh, you know that that brings us we'll talk about that OTR later. That that is yeah, yeah. That that is uh something we'll get into in a different time. <laughs> it all comes in a circle man but what we're saying man is they're they're stepping forward with this bill call your rep uh we told you how to do it we're we're gonna put a link up to whatever site we can in our instagram uh it'll it'll be on the youtube description i'm sure can we do links in uh spotify descriptions or not i don't think that's kosher but i'm gonna put it up on facebook right now yeah, I think this is Oklahoma legislature. If you go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Smokinokies pod, I am pasting it right there. You'll Find see us it. on Instagram, Smokinokies pod. Yep. Uh, just we're, we'll paste the links there so you can uh, you can make some noise, you know. Yep, yep. Because we need to we need to do what we've done before. I've not been a part of it. What you all done. before? I mean, it's because of us that this is even legal. Right. So it's it needs to be because of us that we keep it within, you know, the fucking glorious confines we have and 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 be a and really be a model because we believe uh, Evan and I, at least the Smoking Okies podcast here believes that we're the best state. Oh, yeah. In the country when it comes to cannabis laws and accessibility and uh, uh, we need to be the model. Yes. To push to push the nation towards this. I mean, why could the United States not all operate like this? Can and it hopefully will soon. But for now, we got to look out for backward shit like this. If you want to curb black market weed in your state, go full wreck. Don't limit an awesome system. And for you criminal fucks out there keeping it in the black market or whatever. Come on, man. Come on. Come on, dude. The barrier to entry is very. If, hey, if you want to, if you want to be a real criminal, go go peddle something else, man. Like, weed's not a drug. Face it. And that is a good point to bring us to. Well, actually, we got an FYS that's funny first. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh yeah. So. I'm Do you want to read this one, Blake? <laughs> trying to find where it is because I believe I sent this one out last night. Uh, with okay, it is. Yeah, I found it. <laughs> So what's funny is the guy is also admitting he's he's somewhat wrong. Like there's some la- there are layers to this. Would you like to read this or you want me to read it? I mean, it's short and sweet. I won't put a voice on it. It's just it's very funny on its face. Okay, I'll read it. This and then you get the the, the response. Um, the the headline is my fault, but give me a break. The text is bought the wrong product and realized before leaving the parking lot. Period was told they, quote, wish they could, quote, help me, which is a little bit bullshit for sure, but Blake? Okay. So, okay, this is a little bit bullshit. Now, this place is a one-star review for a place called Route 66 Dispensary. Now, Route 66 Dispensary replied, and they said, we looked back at our records, and you have not checked into our dispensary since November of 2020. Uh, mind you, left in January of 21. Sorry. Yes. There are many Route 66 dispensaries, but most are spelled 
R-O-U-T-E 66, like the road. Uh, this place is root, R-O-O-T, is in the part of the plant. <laughs> Our staff is extremely friendly and would never disrespect a patient. Official response, same week of that, uh, of, of that, uh, he, he, he complained about the wrong damn dispensary. <laughs> After you get that response, who doesn't immediately either turn that review to a five star or delete it and message and say, my bad. <laughs> It's still up there hurting. Like somebody might see that on the rankings and be like, well, they've got 10. I wasn't going to go if they had nine. Man, I wish I wish I had it pulled up or would have screen capped it, too, because I kept reading through the one stars for this place. Mm. And this person posted two on the same day. Oh, that's it. Yeah. And they called it out again. And he was just complaining more about his experience and and, uh, whatnot. And they came on again. They're like, hey, uh, they probably spell it like this. We're not, it wasn't us. Yeah, right. We see, we see your other review and we responded there as well. We, you know, blah, blah, blah. We, you haven't been here since November. Our staff is, you know, all that. So the guy, the guy did it twice to the wrong dispensary. <laughs> A real shit move. I, oh, after he walked out in the parking lot and realized he had the wrong product. Which, you know, that is kind of shitty if they want to at least let you swap out. Like, well, well, yeah, so I don't I don't know which Route 66 it was because there are a lot that have Route 66 in the name and right. most are spelled like the highway. <laughs> you know, maybe I had a thought. I just totally lost it. I'm really high. Uh, oh, well, yeah, I remember. OK, so maybe this dude that left the review was just fucking going along his day having a good vibe and he remembered the time that Route 66 back in fucking November 2020 fucked him over and he's going to go get him now. Maybe he's having some like... <laughs> well, well, Raiden T, I guess you're past the statute of limitations or you made a very, very medicated mistake there. <laughs> but, you, buddy. but Route 66 dispensary handled it very, very well because if it were me or if it were you, Evan, what would you say? I would probably be like, Get fucked, you cock. I hope you wander into traffic and a car hits well, you. Well, way to not take the cue for the segment name of Fuck oh. You Shithead. Oh, Fuck You Shithead. Sorry. that Actually, the new name of the segment is Fuck You Walk Into Traffic, blah, blah, blah. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> wow. I Okay. I'll type it in Discord next time, Evan. No, no. no. To, be clear, <laughs> to be clear to the individual dude, I'm not mad at you. I don't hope you get hurt or anything. I'm just saying if it was my business, I would get raging mad. Blake will back me up on that. Yeah, okay. Uh, but <laughs> here's what I would say is fuck you, shithead. That's yeah. what I would want to say. But Route 66 Dispensary handled it well, I do believe. And uh, this, this, was a, uh, this was a dispensary, I believe, in El Reno. Oklahoma. So if you're ever in El Reno, check out Route 66 Dispensary, and that is R-O-O-T 66, because at least their owner or whoever handles the responses on Weed Maps is cordial. For sure. Uh, now, now, have you ever been to El Reno? I've driven through it, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I've stopped and eaten there, you know, at uh, little restaurants, and I've gone to the Walmart there. Would that be something, I spent a lot of time on Route 66 on my, my move here, would that the place I drove through, probably. Maybe I'll have to look into that. No, ah. no, you, you usually use the freeway, so it bypasses all that. You're talking to somebody who thought we were neighbors with Nevada, so forgive my yeah. Job. You got to drive east to get to or west to get to Reno. Well, Reno, 
Actually, uh, it's not far from where I'm at right now. Already right like, you know, five, 10 miles. Cool. Shit. Well, yeah. can we move to the main segment. Let me go back to the, uh, uh, yeah. I guess it's time. I guess All it's right. time to get to that juicy stuff. Well, Blake, I need to smoke a bowl. And since you're doing the first segment, uh, do you want to lead us in? Yeah. Yeah, I can lead us in. Cool. I'll um, be right back. Yeah. So before I get into this, before I get into the main segment, I want to, I want to reiterate that we are not doctors. We're not any sort of physician. I don't have any license to practice any sort of medicine, nor am I a lawyer. Do I have? A, I don't have a license for any sort of law, nor does Evan. I'll speak on his behalf right now, but neither one of us are. So again, these this is our personal story here, and we just hope maybe to inspire somebody. Right. But and you know something, it's it is something that's been proven to be effective for a lot of people. And more and more as cannabis becomes more acceptable in the public. I go ahead. Sorry. No, no, you're, you're right. I was just saying what I mean by that. I might have shared this anecdote before, but I put a picture of my, my weed grow up on my personal Facebook. And I said, this plant has really helped me and blah, blah, blah. I wrote a little essay just thanking the plant. And uh, somebody in my family who is rather elderly and who I never thought would support medical cannabis liked it and said, looks like you're on the right track. Good job. Point being shit is changing. Yeah. Yeah. The stigma is being lifted. Yes. I don't know why. I just love that phrase. But <laughs> uh, that's what we want to do with the show as well. At least I do, because cannabis, it crosses party lines. It crosses religions. It crosses all spectrums that are out there. You know, it can help everyone. It can help anybody from any sub thing. Now, there are some people who, you know, cannabis isn't for and that's cool. But I, there are a lot of people who it can who are maybe overlooking it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like anything. Nothing's a hundred percent. And if cannabis isn't your thing, guess what? I'm not going to judge you, and most people won't. Like I don't care about the cool aspect. I mean, there are times <coughs> I feel pretty cool shooting a cloud out of my th- out of my lungs, but like smoking a fucking joint right before we drove up Mount Scott there in that parking yeah, lot. Yeah, I mean, there are things, but I mean that doesn't matter you get that same feeling from when doing when you do hobbies and stuff that you like this just happens to be a hobby of mine too you know that's up but i guess there's really no way to lead into what we're covering here is getting over uh getting off of other substances using cannabis and i'm going to go with my story first here because mine was almost accidental uh, and I didn't even realize I had a, like a problem until I'd taken care of the problem. As weird as that sounds, you know, that's what everybody goes through to a point. <laughs> but yeah, I used to be a big time boozer, a lot of booze, like for years, every day I drank to some extent. And especially when I worked in the service industry. It was very accessible and everyone did it. <laughs> so, you know, that uh, you get off shift, you go have some drinks. And next thing you know, the bar's closing. You're going to hear in last call. Mm. And uh, so you wander home 
or to whoever's apartment, you know, <laughs> wherever you're going, what, however the night took you or hopping a fence and getting naked in a pool or something, you know, <laughs> the, uh, there, there's a lot of stuff, but I, I, I wasn't the type that really should have been drinking that much because I didn't realize until later, I'm not the type that can handle it. Because a lot of the times it's very blurry. I don't remember a lot. And a lot of times I don't remember any of it. So what's the point in that? And the times when I didn't remember, there were at least twice that I woke up in jail and had no idea why I was there. Only to find out it was for shit that I would never do in a lifetime. <laughs> Breaking and entering was one, which I will clarify was not breaking and entering. I broke a window because I thought it was my place. <laughs> Turns out it was not. God damn it. I paid for the window. Everything's everything's right. I respect uh, it. Yeah. And uh, it was the third. I've been arrested three times, all due to alcohol. I guess those should have been my my signs that I can't handle that substance. But no, it took a while. And uh, even the judge, man, oh, on the last one, <laughs> they're all kind of funny stories, but they're also embarrassing. Uh, but the last one, I will say, I was, I was in front of the judge because we got it knocked down from uh, some pretty big charges <laughs> down to a public intoxication. Mm -hmm. And the judge, he asked me, he said, uh, well, have you ever been arrested before? Yeah, <laughs> twice. It's like, really? Were those alcohol related? Yeah. <laughs> well, have you ever thought of quitting? <laughs> well, I'll cut back, you know. And what kind of language is that? That's the language of an addict. Right, right. Rationalizing. Yeah, the cutback never happened or anything. And and I did go years without getting in trouble or anything, but not without embarrassing myself. Right. Or, I don't know, getting in fights with people. Alcohol just, it can be, it can be fun. It can be the social lubricant, but I'm not the type of person who stops at that point. Right. And it's hard to find the line too. Like I'm not much of a drinker, but even then, like almost everybody's had that experience where with alcohol and any other drug, we're like, oh, this is fun now. More means more fun. And then shit spirals. Yeah, that's me. This is, the, you, yeah, you stole the thought out of my head. I drank because it was fun. And if I kept drinking, it would get more fun, right? But that's not how alcohol works. <laughs> the more you drink, the closer you come to blacking out. And then if you continue on after that, which I was known to do, luckily I never drank myself to alcohol poisoning, but I don't, I don't see how I wasn't on track to do that. <clears throat> Man, I came across a uh... I promise I wasn't stalking you or anything. I was looking for friends that on Facebook and I found one of your old kind of, I think kind of off or joke accounts with pictures of you from your service industry days. Uh -huh. and dude, it is incredible how much better you look today. And I know you've been paying attention to taking care of your body and shit, but like looking at that side by side, it's like a whole different person just from cutting alcohol out and shit. Oh yeah. And that's where we get to uh, the cannabis part of it. See, I tried, I was in the military, so I loved, let me back it all the way up to 
high school. I smoked weed in high school, yep. as a lot of us did. And me as an adult now, I wish I wouldn't have. I wish, uh, I, I think you should keep, wait until your 20s for cannabis use if you really can. Like, let your brain fully develop. Yes. First. That's my take on it. Uh, but I didn't. I started in high school. But then I joined the military. And you can't. You can't do that there. So I had four years of no smoking whatsoever not even on leave i wasn't going to risk it none of that and then i get out of the military and i try it again and i liked it a puff here and there and i think it's on another podcast i get into this a little deeper but i had an anxiety attack off of smoking too much too soon and not knowing how to handle it or how to even ask people how to handle it so instead just freaking out right and uh and that scared me off of cannabis for at least 10 years. I gave it a shot here and there, but I'd get overzealous and freak out again and be like, no, it's, I just feel like I'm fighting off anxiety attacks. Right. And, uh, and then it wasn't until later I finally got that under control and tried it again here in Oklahoma once it was legal. Oh, sorry, kitty. And, uh, and little, little did I know, man, like I, I liked it again. I, I went in. A little more cautious this time and and since everything's out in the open there's you, it doesn't you can go find like hey man does this shit ever happen to you and hey does that happen to you? you don't have to worry about where you talk about it and all that stuff and and i mean for you people in, in states where it's still illegal if you're listening to this you know there's there's a whole nother layer of stress yes we know somebody living that stress right now no names that it's a very real thing for them yeah, because there are consequences to this plant for you. Which is bullshit, sorry. Yeah, there are consequences because it's like, not only is it illegal, though, it's not like you just get a ticket. No, it can ruin your career in those states and stuff we'll like that. Like, <laughs> they'll come in and take your kids away. Yes, over this plant that helps so many people. It's hard not to, and I'm sorry, I don't want to cut into your story. I personally am a big supporter of the medical field and medical science, but it's hard not to sympathize with the people who are skeptical of that because this plan is being kept away. Whenever Blake, you show and a million other people show that it's so much better. And we've all had this conversation. We all know it's just really upsetting to think about. Sorry if you guys hear the cat running back and forth. <laughs> I've got a, I've got a bell on its neck and I, I don't know where to put it. Like She's I said, like I said, I'm in a uh, temporary space. That's why I'm hitting the old dabaroo here, the dab pen, because I can't smoke inside the vapor. High, you're starting to refer to things as aru. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, my to get back to what I was saying, we're getting back to cannabis, and uh, I tried it again. I came in with a different mindset and no stress. I could be open about it and talk to people about it, and and uh, I was able to use it effectively. And not I only didn't know that. that. So that the, the legality really helped you. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's yeah. really insightful, man. Yeah. So uh, anyway, so I was I was able to ease into it again. There was one point where I smoked too much and that old anxious feeling was coming back and I had to hop in the shower and that didn't work. And oh, no, I'm super cold and shivering now, but it's 70 in here, you know, and uh, and all that shit. That came up, which some of you might feel sometime. And I got to tell you, I don't know. I guess I was prepared for it because even though the shit was happening and yeah, it feels uncomfortable and your muscles tense up or you're shivering or whatever, 
like I knew that that shit was going to go away in about five minutes and I was going to be super relaxed after that. And it did. And, uh, finally, so like, I finally felt like I had a handle on it and that's when I, uh, became a more consistent user because I tried it for recreation purposes, but then also realized that it was helping my pain, the, the back and neck pain I have from old injuries. And, uh, and then so I became a daily user, you know, just a, a puff here and there to medicate and all that. And of course, your your tolerance raises over time to where I'm a, I'm, a, I'm kind of a heavy smoker here, but I also use it uh, very recreationally because getting back to the original part of the story, it has kind of replaced booze. That's a kind of man. It almost totally has that I've seen. Well, I say kind of because I, it has dual purpose okay the, the cannabis does the booze didn't i mean i guess in a way it did it was self-medication for other things but uh yeah no i the only time i drink is when i'm in a state where i can't have cannabis <laughs> or every now and then you know i'll have a beer right. just for the taste but nothing and more than i have the only time i've been drunk in the past two years has been in a state where I'm not allowed to have cannabis. Right. And like to, to, to come to Blake's credit here, he's not doing one of those dry drunk. Well, I'll have a beer on Monday and then maybe a shot of tequila on Wednesday. Like Blake legitimately, I've never seen him or heard him even with a beer in his hand since I've been up here. So hundred percent got his back on that. And Blake, uh, I'll, I'll shut up after this. It is amazing to me, dude, that because of cannabis, you can literally just be a casual light drinker again, even though you did have such a hard problem. Yeah. And, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. The difference, because the point I was about to get to was I didn't even try to do that. I had no intention of not drinking. Cause like I said, I didn't realize what a drinker I was until after. <laughs> and, uh, and I still enjoyed it and everything, but then I don't know. I started realizing that, uh, the, I don't know. I don't know when it happened, really. I just stopped feeling like drinking. Mm -hmm. I think you I, probably yeah. just hit the point where, like, you know, all addicts hit it whenever they quit, where finally they don't really need to feel it daily anymore. And you just had cannabis to support you to that point. In my opinion, you live in your own head. Yeah, I'm trying to formulate these thoughts right now. That's But it was, I'm trying to remember back, but I can't think of a time because I also lived with a friend of mine and one thing we liked to do together was drink right. because it is a social affair. Even when you can, even when you can handle it properly, it's, right. it's a, it's a social thing. So a smoking pot or smoking a, a cannabis can be a very social thing as well. And uh, so I don't know, he would always, you know, he would still want to drink and he would ask me if I want to drink. And usually uh, I'd be like, oh, twist my arm, huh, hold a gun, you know, whatever. It was like, let's go get some beers. Like, uh, and and slowly it was, ah, no, I'm cool. I'm going to sit with this one out, man. I'll smoke a little and hang out. And and then it got to the point to where I was just like, no, nah, I just don't ever really feel like drinking. That's and cool, yeah. And I was, I, I don't know when it happened. And uh, I just realized like months later, I was like, wow, I haven't really drank in months. 
I guess I'm not a drinker anymore. Oh my God. And that was like part of who I was for years, you know? It's crazy to think to me, I've been to NA, I'll talk about all that in my story. They always preach. There's a presence of mind that they preach where they want you to always have your defenses up and be ready to defend against that moment where your buddy does offer you a beer or somebody does offer you a handful of Percocet or whatever. And for those addicts, they really have to have that defense and be consciously wary of their weakness, of this flaw that they have and they've you know had over their lives. But it seems like both of our stories with Cannabis Man, it makes it so much fucking easier. I don't even count my days. And you would think somebody in my situation, especially would count days. I don't give a fuck, man. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I've lost track of days. <laughs> but I have I no, th- no disrespect to the people who do that. I'm sorry. That's just not for me. No, I, I was just making a joke about the weird times we're in i think a lot of people have lost track of days but uh but yeah like i was getting to and just me just me i I wasn't a drinker and then i also realized that uh i was feeling better you know i wasn't tired all the time right and uh and of course i did I, i adjusted my diet and exercise and stuff like that but uh it's shit that you do and you're not wasting all your time getting fucked up. Yeah, but no, I mean, like I've lost for you listeners who don't know me and for the people who haven't seen me in years, I lost a significant amount of weight. And uh, I think a lot of that came from not drinking, like not all of it, obviously, but drinking for me, first off, there's the empty calories. But when I was drunk, I was one of those guys who, when I drank, <laughs> I wanted to drink and get hammered. You know, I had a purpose for drinking and therefore I wouldn't eat usually. And then when you're blackout drunk and you haven't eaten all day, man, that's when you eat like a whole pizza and an order of breadsticks. And, you know, like I was, that was another point of pride for me was, was putting away food, you know, and, uh, uh, I guess once the veil of drunkenness was lifted, I realized what an unhealthy life I was living. It's like super encouraging for me to see you like fret about being able to have a burger on this day and actually taking care of it. Like it's neat to see it's a total change in that regard. Cause yeah, you would eat some disgusting shit when you were drunk. Oh yeah, I sure <laughs> did. And I ate a lot of it, a lot of it. But uh, with that came other health, you know, just quitting drinking. Like for me, at least, that's my story. Came a lot of other health benefits. And I don't, I'm not sure I would ever landed on that without cannabis use. At least not until rock bottom. Right. That's a very good point. But you get yourself by the collar. You've heard me say that phrase a million times. Grab yourself by the collar. Yeah. But I, yeah, cannabis has helped me a lot. It helps me daily with chronic pain it helps me creatively too but that's that's not a medical thing that's just a uh for you users out there especially recreational that's probably how that all got started but uh it i don't know it it helps me in my day-to-day and it can help a lot of people in their day-to-day and it can help it can help people come back from i don't know more severe and darker addictions Right. Um, would you like me to pop in there? Is that what you're leading me into? Um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much the end of mine because 
you guys listening to us, we're on what episode six now. So if you've been hanging with us this long, you know what I'm about these days. And I'm, I, I guess what I'm saying is I am the evidence. So that would be the end of my story. And that would, yeah, let us lead into Evans. Cool. Well, thank you, Blake. That was really good. I got a ball in my throat a couple of times listening to you, man. I'm very happy for you. Um, hey. All right. So I'm going to be, I'm going to actually do a trigger warning, believe it or not. My story is a bit darker than Blake's and a bit more involved. And it has shit in it that makes wrenches of several drugs that might trigger cravings in some people. If you're that type of person, you already probably know a lot of the story I'm, I'm about to tell you, you can skip. Don't put yourself at risk because of me. Um, leading to that. Okay. So I discovered codeine in high school at the dentist. And I'm one of those people, man, who, for whatever reason, opioids fucking hit me right, buddy. And it was the first day, dude, I can remember it being in health class and swigging a half a bottle of fucking codeine I got because I had a tooth pulled. And it was like, there was a gold field around my vision and everything was good. And I was flowing and talking to people and I was being funny, you know? And I, well, I, I mean, I remember, cause I believe I drank some of it with you too. <laughs> right. You know, we've always been different. As I recall, it made you all red and itchy and not feeling good but for me. Uh, well, it did. Uh, I, I just, it never, it never sunk hooks in me like it did you. Right. And I think maybe the difference is, and I'll go into a little more depth on this later. I grew up around drinkers and from a very young age, I resolved, I'm not going to be fucked up. Like even today, I've said it before. I don't like being fucked up. Yeah. Um, but point, point to my point. So that, that was really kind of planting the seed. And I went along and if a Vicodin was handed to me from that point on, yes, sure. And it was never really a problem. It was around, this was during the pill mill boom. There was Vicodin, man. You never, you know, I've never stolen and I never would, but if you were a junkie thief, you could go into anybody's bathroom and find a jar full of Percocet tins. No problem. You know, maybe you hit your family and go, Hey man, I got a toothache. Can I buy like 10 of those off you? And it progresses. Mm-hmm. Um, oh no, that, that was common where we grew up. Mm-hmm. Remember the fucking Martin County dating call? You fucking shake a bottle of pills. Yeah. But like even growing up, like I know anytime we had some sort of ailment or whatever, it was like, they always knew where to get some sort of pill you usually get from the doctor. Right. And, and in, in my household, there wasn't a drug problem, but like in that, an opioid problem, but we still had access is right. what I'm saying. That's how common it was then. And it, yeah, it was. And then it got to a point where I was, I, I don't feel like I became an addict. I'll tell you when I got a job with a certain fucking mobile carrier that has a logo shaped like the Death Star and is terrible. And it crushed my soul. I've always been kind of a creative fucking black sheep kind of person. And I got sunk into some job, Blake, you know, the story where I had to fucking act right and follow rules and it didn't mesh with me. And it sucks. Like it's a flaw of my personality, but that's just how I am. So now all of a sudden pain pills become a way for me to perform at work. Because when I'm on pain pills, you can ask Blake, I'm a charming motherfucker, man. I'll talk the shoes out of your socks or whatever. Uh, And I was good at it. And I was making like $8,000 a month sometimes selling shit, gobbling up pain pills that I would get from people. Super easy to get. Pain pills become harder to get at some point. I'm standing in the shower at my house in Bloomington, and I realize I feel like shit. And I think, dude, this is withdrawal. You're an addict. This is your point. You can stop here and fight through this shit, or you can keep with it. And me being a dumb fucking 25-year-old kid, I was like, whatever, deal with it later. Pop the pills. Um, without going into further detail, fast forward a few years, heroin gets introduced into my life. And I'm not a shooter. Again, I don't like being fucked up. I don't like nodding. I like being on point. I like being in control. Um, heroin was not as good as pain pills in that regard because I would only snort it or smoke it. 
but the effects were enough that they would keep the withdrawal away and allow me to maintain a level of baseline function. Um, I'm going to fast forward a little bit. Can I interject just for a second? Yeah, please. I think, we, time. I think we find, may have found our uh, where our separation was because you liked being in control, whereas I was a heavy boozer. I liked that, like, you know, the opposite. Right. And I mean, I, there, it's fun to drink like that. I will still have a drink occasionally under that, but I don't like getting that fucked up, man. Well, I'm just saying, I wonder if that's why we ended down separate paths. You down I mean, the opioid path and me down the alcohol route. It very well could be. And there's also an interesting thing. My heaviest drinking years were during rock band. And mm -hmm. uh, my level of fucked up is, can I play a video game when I do this? And rock band, let me merge those worlds. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. That might be one of the, my heaviest drinking, actually. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Nick and Kim and all you uh, AT&T guys? James Cock, of course, if you hear this, James Cock. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> James is cock, huh? Cock. <laughs> Oh man, see what you remember, boy, from those days. Oh yeah, Dude, they got to see the worst of me in many regards, man. And it <laughs> from there, I got out of AT and T and built my own business all on drugs because I was fully addicted to opioids at this time. Went on Suboxone treatment for a point, and I went on the fucking Suboxone carousel where life is like a constant six out of ten. It's never a three, it's never an eight, it's always a six. Uh -huh. Didn't do that for years. Got into amphetamines, and here's part of the story where a lot of people fucking lead off and die. Um. I started fucking doing speed to be able to concentrate on my, my work projects. And it became over time, a compulsive video game playing hell nightmare. Um, I put my family through two years of hell where I did nothing but sit on my ass and play fucking world of Warcraft and smoke cigarettes and just beat the shit out of my body. Dude, you never hardly saw me. And I tried to stay hidden. Like my body was deteriorating. My legs were all shrunk up to nothing. I was a junkie. I never got to the point of like stealing and I wouldn't do it, but shit like, going to a McDonald's to meet a guy and the bathroom's got a lock code. So we can't go in there to do the deal like intense, heavy, junky lifestyle. And it's a point of embarrassment. I almost wouldn't bring it up except to say there's a fucking bright side. I went to Illinois uh, to, to buy weed. I thought I want to buy weed at a weed store. I'll tweaked out. And I drove to Illinois um, and it worked. And then we fucking, I thought, well, you know, this actually makes me feel pretty good. And I don't feel like I need to stay up for four days fucking raiding. Um, maybe I should go this route. And I started scheming with Blake and I was at my lowest point then, man. And, um, I, I was like, man, I got to get away from this. I'm going to die. And, uh, so we fucking packed up the family moved to Oklahoma. And my intent, I told Blake this recently was again, that, that fucking addicts fallacy. I was going to go back to Indiana, load up, and then the physical distance would prevent me from using too much. And I would have to space myself out and I'll totally be in control now. It didn't work out for numerous reasons, thank God, because I found, and I'm, I'm mentioning this for the first time on the podcast, this is a really personal moment, the Zen gummy. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Dude, I've got to tell you, I was, I was a couple months off speed, and besides one little relapse, a couple months off of opioids, and I took that first Zen gummy, dude, and it felt like a fucking speedball. It was amazing. I was talking and moving and cleaning and doing everything right. And dude, that was it. I have not done a drug since, and I won't. I fucking, I'm like you. I don't count days. I don't crave it. It's gone. All because I found a gummy thing that worked for me. And I, I, I fucked with my formula and started making my own now. And that is all it took, dude. And I was, I was as close to like the fucking, fucking tweaker vampires you see in Missouri parking lots at fucking four in the morning that you could get and still maintaining some semblance of like an adult life, a very small semblance. We were like 5,000 behind in rent, fucking debtors, creditors coming after us. It was, it was hell in every way imaginable. And, you know, I'm fortunate that I didn't die or do something that would cause harm to my family more than I did. 
I'm not going to get too far into that because I'm going to get emotional. But but because of cannabis, I was able to not, and this is where we kind of reemerge, like go together. I was able not to go make a concentrated effort to quit drugs, which I had never done up to that point. Just fuck it. Whatever. If I die, I die. But I was able to use cannabis to slowly and naturally replace it. And like, I would be the first person to tell you right now, I still have cravings occasionally, and it makes me want to drive to Indiana. Or sometimes I think about causing a car accident so I can hurt, not that I did that, but so I can get it. I would tell you if I had that. I don't. I have no cravings. And I'm easily, easily, not at the point of bragging, 10 times the man I was even a year ago, putting businesses together and on point and sharp. And all I'm doing is taking cannabis and fucking drinking water and going outside and getting some sun. That is all it took to lift fucking years of depression and anxiety and all this shit causing it off of me. And I, I feel grateful to this plant to the point, like I feel gratitude to nature for giving it to me. And I'm not a coot. I'm not one of those people, but I know where my life was going and where it was going to end up. And Blake, I don't know. Should we get into why I was so worried about this? I'm not. What do you yeah. mean why you were so worried? Well, you know what? We're, we're getting personal in here, so I'm just going to go with it. One of our very good friends died on what I believe was the Chinese fentanyl. Um, and I know that's the path I was going down, man. I was, I was close. Um, I was very close. And I'm so fucking grateful to be here in a fucking house that I'm paying rent on fucking making a podcast with my best friend, fucking doing all this shit. It's all because of weed, man. It's all because of weed. Yeah, I'm, I'm grateful too, man. A lot of this stuff, guys, uh, I'm hearing for the first time, or at least if you told me I greened out. Uh, some of it, yeah, we have talked about. And usually you mentioned we just talked about this the other day and everything. But parts of that story were like, I didn't, I didn't know how low it was. It was bad. Yeah, that's uh I'm I'm glad I'm glad everything turned around because even even when you said you were at your lowest, I was thinking because uh, I'm I'm remembering back to Discord and whatnot. Cause we really once we started getting back on Discord and everything and, and getting the whole group talking together and everything, that's that's why you ended up coming out and visiting when Kay did and everything and all that stuff. And I was only about uh, two then. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so what a fucking plant, right? Right, man. And that's like, that is the least, like, that is the most no bullshit I can give you being straight up besides like very personal details that nobody will ever know. Um, to be clear, I never stole. I never like physically harmed anybody. Just shit that I'm very embarrassed of. That 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 is what happened to me, man. And like, I would almost call Amanda in here to vouch for me at just how bad it was. I, I wish I had a picture of the way my legs looked. Uh -huh. the circulation dying in my legs man like and now i'm fucking healthy i'm kicking ass and i'm very happy and it's because of weed it's straight up because of weed i'll have this shit in my system every day and i could not be prouder yeah uh i don't want to give all the credit to weed i want to say uh, uh, cannabis it's definitely a very helpful tool but the person is the one that makes the decision so good oh, on sure. you there, there was some work involved and i've you know I've not had a craving since I've been to Oklahoma, but I suspect if I were closer to easy access, that might be an issue. Well, so, you know. I mean, it could be, and it depends on where you are in your addiction and everything. Cause while you were talking about that, I was thinking I was in the fridge earlier and there's probably about seven beers in there. Right. And I've, I've been over here for about a week now by myself and I've never even felt the need to grab one of them. And they're ones that I love too. I like the flavor. It's just, there's no, and that's a few years ago, 
I would be apologizing and saying, hey, man, I'll get you a six pack next time, you know, right. because I would have drank your beer. Not yours, but the homeowner here. Right. I get you, man. And that's 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 legit. And it's, you know, there, there's maybe a deeper discussion to be had about how we frame events in our minds and how certain tropes being told to us might not be accurate. Um, I feel that personally and respect to those who make this doable themselves, I respect you greatly. The systems like NA that do force constant mindfulness are also constantly reminding you that that shit's available. And that if you are able to distract yourself and just basically frame your mind as that's something I used to do. Now I do this. I think that is a much healthier way of looking at it. And I think ultimately, at least for me, a much more successful mindset to take in trying to overcome an addiction. Well, I think it's uh, it kind of my whole philosophy is um why not celebrate progress you make, you know, and, uh, and in acknowledging that there's a difference between you in the past and you now, like, is that not what that is? Oh yeah. So He's why not? And, and like celebrate that progress, which then drives further progress in my opinion. For sure, man. And like, and even talking about the stereotypes and shit, going back to what you said, Man, when I was on drugs, I was a lazy motherfucker. I would put work off for days because I was doing some other shit that I was chasing. With mm -hmm. weed, I'm fucking motivated. I'm the least lazy I've ever been in my life. So no. fuck, fuck that stereotype, dude. I've completely <laughs> vanquished so many personal problems that come from addictions just with the presence of cannabis. Now, there are some strains out there, and I've run across them, that make that couch look real comfortable. Yeah. All right. No, I <laughs> but no, I get what you're saying. The stereotype is that if you touch that devil's lettuce, you're just going to be a lazy piece of shit. You can end up That's, like in Brad Pitt and what that, that one movie with Christian Slater. Oh my God. True romance. It's yeah. That's just not, that's not true. I mean, it can be true, but it's a personality flaw more than it is the flaw of the, of the uh, plant. Right. And you could even say maybe it's a symptom of depression and you need to look into other shit too, because it really could be because I, I was a lot more depressed <laughs> back in the booze days and uh i was definitely a sleepy motherfucker all the time i didn't want to do shit just, right. it's like oh, i'll drag my ass to work and then i'll get out to the bar and see my friends and drink and maybe you know find a girl and uh go from there and then rinse repeat you know for years and years <laughs> my 20s basically <laughs> It's amazing how you build those cycles in your 20s and then you think it's the fucking only way to live. And it's really not like between our shits like that should be that should show that like change is possible almost no matter where you're coming from. And if you're coming from a substance abuse background, you'd be remiss not to at least try cannabis if you're struggling, because if you can get over the reputation or like Blake said, the fear of legality, if you're in an illegal state or whatever, it has a very good chance of helping you. Um I like we talked about going to the discord through our website and stuff. We talk about this a lot on there and I'm always open to fucking talk with somebody with addiction shit about their stuff. Like it's one thing I feel very qualified to advise on. So please come in, ask questions, email, whatever, and I'll do what I can to help you. Oh yeah. Email us at smoking Oakies pod. At... It's a podcast at smoking. Oh yeah. Our email is the one that's different podcast right. at smoking But if you go to our website, smoking Oakies pod, 
Discord.com and scroll down. There's a link to the Discord. I just keep mentioning that because I don't know how else to get people in doing an invite-only service than direct you to a link. <laughs> so it's such a chill place. We've got some really cool people in there. Uh, Pat helped me determine a really big problem with my plants the other day. And like Sam is responsible for about two-thirds of the content we've had for the house bill that we were talking about. Uh, oh, hey, cuties and awesome mod has brought up shit that we've talked about on here before. Like we got some great people. Yeah, and uh, I'm not going to share any of their stories because first off, I don't know them as well, uh, and it's theirs. But in when we mentioned with community interaction, we found that this is a, kind of a common theme. It's because it's not only talking to friends that I had before uh, we made this podcast. You know, uh, it, all the people we've talked to since then, it's been a common theme with most cannabis users. A lot of cannabis users, and also I believe alcohol sales have dropped uh, quite a bit since, um, you know, since the uh, uh, the 420 bill went through. <laughs> and uh, there's just so much evidence around me, but I, I'm not a scientist, a doctor, or a lawyer, so my opinion here doesn't matter on that, you know, in any legal sense. However it works, man, it works. And that's, that's cool. Like I certainly wouldn't advise anybody to do anything illegal that would get them in trouble. But if you can find a way to do like what we did in different ways, Blake came here by coincidence and I moved here intentionally for cannabis. Please, you owe yourself to give it a try because I get one thing that really upsets me to the point of crying. I think about people I personally know who could have their lives changed, people who this would almost certainly work for. And I think of all the times like Austin and I talk about, man, we're going to move to a legal state together and we're going to get good that way, you know? And it breaks yeah. my fucking heart, man. Yeah. I said I wasn't going to cry on the fucking podcast. Goddamn. Yeah, well, right. uh, you know, it's a, it's an emotional subject. Mm -hmm. And because uh, uh, especially a lot of those of you out there that have dealt with addiction or you would know people who have, there's, a, there's, depending on how old you are, there's a high chance that you've experienced loss because of it. So you understand. Oh, fuck that shit. What's doing off the rip, buddy? I'm getting too worked. So anyway, what we're saying is cannabis can help. It's good. Uh, if you listen to our noobs episode, um, don't yes. come in at it hard. It's not a thing to come in and be cool with. Be responsible with it because it can help you. Don't scare yourself away from it for 10 years like I did. And you know, I was thinking about that episode, Blake. And if we've got listeners from that episode listening here, one piece of amended advice I would suggest I personally think the perfect way to experience cannabis for the first time or after a long break is to buy a pre-assembled little vape cart that is low percentage and take one hit off of it. I'm still of the mind of taking a little puff off a joint. That's fair too. A good or, or like a little bubbler, you know, with a tiny little bowl, but just take, fill your mouth with smoke and then breathe it in like a cigarette. Like for you vapors out there, don't go straight to your lung, you know, uh, just fill your mouth. That's that's going to be enough if you're new. Trust me. And if wait 20 minutes and if you need more, do that one more time. You're going to be right as rain. You know, because there isn't a lot of medical science surrounding this and medical programs such as they are, they, they must allow people to experiment and find their own dosages. It mm -hmm. leaves a space for us to kind of give this advice. But we should note again that we're not doctors. We're just people who experimented and found things that work for us. Yeah. This is just a uh, pot experience, <laughs> anecdotal pot experience that seems to work for a lot of people, but we're by no means uh, uh, any sort of authority, so we can't call it empirical data. 
no, that's pesky need for evidence. Yeah. <laughs> but try it out. And also, if you or anyone you know is going through addiction problems, uh, don't think you're going to be the green sage and just bring in the, yes. the marijuana. If there are actual issues going on, if anyone is in danger, uh, contact the your local uh, uh, your local social workers, you know, whoever it is. Take take the path that gets them in the least amount of legal trouble, but the most amount of help, please. And call like those official numbers. Like it, it's okay to bring cannabis up as a possible thing, but I there comes a point where people who are well-meaning and trying to help with cannabis can really have the wrong effect when they try too hard with that kind of shit. Yes, we're not we're not trying to preach to a cannabis, we're not trying to start a cannabis cult here or anything. No. I'm just trying to lift the stigma of cannabis because there are people in my life that I know I can't really have a meaningful conversation about this with. Right. And uh I wish that were different. It, it's sad, man, because it's it's a fine line between sounding like a kook and saying, I really found something but wor that works. But Jesus Christ, what are some of the hardest things that science has yet to fully cure? Addiction, depression, anxiety disorders and shit. And like, if you found a pill that the doctor gave you that fixed all that almost immediately, you'd be singing from the fucking rafters. And that's basically what I'm doing, but it's a weed gummy. Well, that's, we could get into another issue of the whole big pharma versus cannabis and how all that lobbying and stuff has taken place and raised the stigma and the war on drugs and everything, because I believe that's really what happened is uh, the pharmaceuticals aren't selling you the cure. They're selling you the band-aids and uh, a lot of if they sold you the cure. It would put them out for a lot of them. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about well-meaning companies because there can be well-meaning companies in that sector, but there's a difference between greed and uh, oh yeah, actual business, you know. It's important to recognize that there's a lot of evil, especially in the pharmaceutical and insurance industries, but that medical science on the whole is, you know, it's always getting better. Yeah. And call it out when you see it. Yeah, sure. You know, you did, you did kind of bring up an interesting point, though. Um, do you want to do a fresh o OTR here? Go for it. Okay. How can you politely explain to one of those overzealous cannabis people that they need to kind of tone their shit down? Man, I haven't really ran into, I haven't had a conversation with any, you know, so I don't, I would like to, I don't know, that's hard. Do you have I, an answer for this? I do to a point because I've had to have some. Okay, well, you go first then. I was hoping that maybe you knew somebody, you do know somebody, but you just don't know that they do it. I'll tell you later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the, it sucks to have to criticize somebody who's trying to be helpful, but I have experienced, um, I'm going to give a very general kind of chopped up story. Uh -huh. <laughs> I know a person who suffers from a specific, pretty harmful mental illness that is currently relatively well medicated, relatively well managed with medication. There are side effects, but it's better than, you know, being off meds essentially right um you're talking pharmaceutical medication yeah pharmaceutical medications in an illegal okay. state i should note okay. um a person i know who is well-meaning suggested that that person use cannabis to titrate off of their their psych meds and just stick on weed because it's god's plan or whatever and that is kind of a line i can't disrespect or i can't respect and more it's a line that people need to think about whenever they're preaching blake and i talked a long time about this and just how to approach this without sounding like kooks and if you're the per kind of person who considers yourself a cannabis advocate, I would say it's very healthy to take a step back 
and look at the way you're interacting with people and look at the agenda you're trying to push. Because there's a big difference between trying to get the word out on weed and trying to help people. And if you confuse the two people, know you're talking in bad faith. Yes. And uh, I, I believe I know the per, the person you're talking about. I remember the conversation we yeah. had, and I made a comment that said, it sounds like this person uh, clicked one too many links in the YouTube algorithm because yes. they went too deep is the thing, man. Like, in my opinion, because uh, they're well-meaning, the right. intent is good and all of that, but they've turned it almost into a cult. And yeah. it gets freaky and weird then, you know? And, uh, like... What we say on here, the weed, marijuana, cannabis, whatever you want to call it, Mary Jane, is not a cure-all. Right. It's not a cure-all, but these people, they tend to lean that way. And I, I, I haven't had a conversation with a person like this, is what I was trying to say earlier. So I haven't had to have that conversation, but I would like, I hope, I hope I would be able to somehow tactfully be like, you need to pull it back a bit. You're sounding crazy. You know, <laughs> you, you've got to especially be careful kind of going back to what I said earlier, because it does legitimately do so many good things that do sound too good to believe. If you yeah. went in with shit that really is too good to believe you're fucking us all over. And you got to realize too, uh, with this being the digital age and the information age and everything, we have been sold so many things that were too good to be true over this yes. past decade or two. So our guards up on that, you can't come at someone that strong, you know, like no matter your intent. Yeah. I don't give a shit what you're selling. If you're really trying hard to sell it to me, like I automatically don't trust you. Oh yeah. If you come at me strong out the gate, you don't want to build any rapport or anything like, cause I am a sucker to salesman. I think I've talked about this before, but if they come at me hard at first, I'll throw the, the gate up and I will not buy a damn thing. But I'm also the guy that went in to look at a car. He was pretty sure he was going to get a used vehicle and walked out with a damn new one because he is susceptible to a good salesperson. But <laughs> That's a sweet ass car. That was worth the buy, man. Uh, well, thank you. I do like it, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the payment. Uh, I forget where I was going. Yeah, I, I, I would hope that I would be able to tactfully tell them to uh, back off a little, you know, yes, <laughs> maybe tone it down and maybe reevaluate what messages are really trying to get across. You know, and to that end, if you all ever hear us going too far over the line, please tell us because it's easy to get caught up in shit and so on. Oh, this is why we push our Discord and our and our uh, and now the YouTube and then uh, which right now is just going to be audio, but we do have video stuff for you guys in the future. And uh, uh, anywhere where comments can happen, you know, um, we might not respond like Discord's where you're going to get the most interaction probably and response and and, and whatnot, but. Uh, we are going to read it. We will take it into account. And again, uh, podcast at smokingokiespod.com. Shoot yeah. us an email with your story if you want. Shoot us an email with a fuck you shithead. Shoot us a, uh, just if you want to say, hey, you guys fucked this up. Whatever, <laughs> man. Like, reach out if it's good or bad. <laughs> we'll read it. We might laugh at it if it's really dumb, but, you know. It might even make it on the air. So keep that in mind when you're writing that stuff, huh? We would love to to talk. Don't about. get uh, too spicy with it. <laughs> you want to pick maybe one more OTR? Oh, let me go look at them because there was a couple in, in that popped in here. What are we? What are we at on time right now? Anyway, I don't even know. I feel like we've gone a minute, but I don't know exactly how long. 
for some reason i can't see the length of the meeting or whatever i still don't know how to use the software very well guys right. out there in podcast it looks like i accepted the incoming call at 9 47 a.m we probably talked about 15 minutes so we're about an hour and 20 minutes man oh <laughs> wow well i don't we weren't recording the whole time right now we got but, time. Uh, all right all right yeah let's do one more rtr and then we'll stop wasting your time today <laughs> i don't know man who knows maybe if we ride this high we might do a bonus episode i'm good with it uh we'll see what happens but let's do an otr for now and uh you want me to pick one yeah man hmm <laughs> uh let's see let's see i mean i kind of want to do the teleporter one but that one's a long one that'll be a right. long one so uh damn it all right this kind of links in with uh the review of the edible earlier right. edibles where is the line between novelty and effective hmm well as the show's resident edible expert um if you're getting so fucked up that you feel like you're almost tripping, that is good for a lot of people, but that's the line I don't like to cross personally. That's where, so that's why I would shit like RSO. I, I would say that RSO feels a lot more recreational to me because it feels like the come up of a good trip where an edible just feels functional to me. I was, I was, I, I guess I should have phrased the question a little better. Um, oh, sorry. I was thinking more the novelty and such as uh, uh, they don't really work. Oh, like the, the snow cone we had. It was just the novelty of eating a snow cone that's got weed in it, man. You know, like it didn't really right. do anything. And the snow cone or the, the slushy, I mean, it's one of those things where it's so cold, you can't eat it fast. Right. And you so wonder if that that to me is a novelty item. You know, that that's interesting, Blake. I keep saying, you know, I'm going to stop that. Sorry, guys. Um, it's interesting you say that, though, because. Personally, up until literally last week, I was very much against the idea of the big edible that's also a treat that you eat. And I've said that before. Mm -hmm. I, I just like to eat a gummy and get high and be done. But goddamn, if that red velvet bunt cake didn't change my <sighs> mind on that. I know, because that's the thing. It was so effective and also delicious that it blurs this line of novelty and effectiveness because it literally was their desserts taste like desserts that I would oh, yeah. like, like my cheat day sort of dessert. Actually, that's why I got it. I was talking to the twins about cheat days and they're like, oh, today's your cheat day. And they brought the, oh man, that's why I got it. I'm it's all coming back to me now. But yeah, it blurs the line between novelty and effective because it was very effective and was also such a novelty. <laughs> so ooh, I'm going to, I just got an email that I'm going to check. We might want to, um, hold on. I'm going to see if this will make it on the show or not, but it's definitely worth discussing on the air if it'll fucking come up. It's from a certain person that we've been waiting on an email from, Blake. Oh, are you talking about yes. the intro? Um, thanks for reaching out. Hope you're keeping safe. Feel, please fill out this form at your earliest convenience and return. They're giving us free use of the song, Blake. Really? Free use, buddy. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Oh, shit. Wow. Shout yeah. out. Shout out for him. Shout out. Shout out. Fucking okay. I'm going to name everybody here. Mac DeMarco, my current fucking favorite musician now, just gave us permission through his agent to let us use his song on the level as our intro. What's wow. up, man? What wow. Well, you, you listeners will hear it. You might hear, actually, you might be wondering why there's a new intro on this episode. And it has just been explained to you in real time. 
<laughs> well, it was explained to us in real time, and you heard it happen in real time. So that is so cool, man. That is another. That is too. I don't want to be all you know, signs and kook and all that stuff. But I gotta say, this show has been rolling, and the like I said I, to you off air, I wanted. Hopefully, this was a snowball we can push down a hill, right? And so far, it seems to be picking up some more snow. So. Thank wow. you. Thank you, everyone out there that gives a shit. Thank you, Mac DeMarco and his agent. Wow. Yes, Mac DeMarco. Damn, keep kicking out those kick-ass tunes, man. They're good. Chamber of a question like eight times today, man. You're the shit. Thank you. You're listening. Actually, yeah, I listened to On the Level before uh, getting on here. Remember, I told you I was going to have a bowl and listen to some music? Well, that was one of the fucking songs. So <laughs> I got to say, dude, there's a reason that we chose to do one more off the rip. Uh, okay, that is awesome. Well, I don't want to get into fate and all that because because uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. That's that's a discussion for a different episode. For sure, a much higher episode. I'm feeling pretty. But cool. yeah, we that's awesome that we were just discussing. We were going too long, and then this happened. But I believe that is an awesome place to uh, wrap this up. And yes, well. Actually, now that we've been talking about the song, we're probably going to fade out with it. So enjoy. Catch you later, Smoking Okies. Thank you all very much. Smoking Okies is the premier Oklahoma cannabis podcast starring Brandon Blake and Evan Wade, produced by Cannabis Web Media Group, CWMG. Don't forget to follow us here on Spotify and be sure to reach out for Smoke and Okie's Pod on Discord, Instagram, and Facebook. We do not sell or provide cannabis or marijuana products. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Stay high, but don't drive that way.